We are brought to you by Boss Bears Supplements. That's Boss Bears Supplements at bossbears.co. Hard work, consistency, and determination are difficult to sustain when your mind and body can't keep up. Fuel your body with what it needs to perform like a boss. Whether you're closing deals, pitching a new business idea, or training in the gym, Boss Bears take your hustle to the next level. Our ingredients are the highest quality with potency and serving sizes that are the gold standard in the industry. Check out all of Boss Bears products at bossbears.co. They have apple cider vinegar gummies. They have ashwagandha. They have all kinds of supplements in delicious gummy form. They also have them in pill form if you don't want the gummies. I prefer the gummies. They are delicious, and I've tried the apple cider vinegar. They are very good. Uh, use code Nikki at checkout to save 10%. That's bossbears.co, code Nikki. We are brought to you by Clout Power Supplements. Uh, that's K-L-O-U-T-P-W-R.com. Uh, so here I have the uh, protein, the cravings protein from Clout. Uh, this one is the salted caramel. This is some of the best protein that I've ever had in my life. It's actually delicious. Um, I, I like the salted caramel and the cinnamon swirl are my two favorites. Uh, also, their pre-workouts are amazing. So they have the Karma Nootropic pre-workout. It's a nootropic and focused pre-workout. It's a lower stimulant formula, zero itch formula. It has four trademark ingredients and it's fully has fully dosed ingredients. Uh, so far, I, the Arctic Cherry is probably my favorite of the Karma pre-workout. Also, try the Nero Aminos from them. And also the High Stimulant Mamba is some of my favorite too. And I really like the Arctic Cherry of that one. So go to cloutpower.com and use code Nikki to save 15%. K-L-O-U-T-P-W-R.com. Code Nikki to save 15%. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Nikki Free Podcast. And we are here with Danielle Rainwater from Body Shop Gym. Hey, hey. And uh, Danielle is a lifestyle coach, a coach, and um, also a bikini competitor. I am. And so last time we had you on, we talked about the business of Body Shop, which is an amazing gym in uh, Bothell. But this time we have you on because I wanted to talk to you about how you got into this industry. And uh, it's probably a super interesting story. I think there's a lot in my background that a lot of people who are in my life now daily, because my circles change so much over the years, they don't realize what I was involved in like when I was younger. Right. So pre-getting into the fitness industry lifestyle what was who was danielle back then so when i was younger i lived a very very fortunate uh lifestyle my parents uh got me involved in a lot of things so growing up i showed horses nationally Mm -hmm. so from when i was about my first horse show was i was three years old i still remember the outfit that i had on (laughs) and um i showed until i was a senior in high school very cool. And so I traveled all and around that, the world. That is a lifestyle. So my um, my aunt and uncle do that, and the, the couple of their daughters did it. And, like, my aunt, especially once the kids got a little more grown, yep. 
her and the one daughter got like way into it and they would oh, yeah. travel nonstop and like it's a cool lifestyle. Yeah, so I showed um if anyone listening is familiar with like the different cuz it's like bodybuilding there's different federations, there's different breeds, so it's, like yeah. there's different divisions. And so I actually showed Arabians, which are kind of okay. like the ones you see in like uh Middle Eastern videos where they've got like the really like chiseled faces, the pointy ears, like yeah. the white ones that you see a lot. Um, and actually, I showed with uh, if everybody knows who Patrick Swayze is. Oh, uh, who doesn't know Swayze? Yeah, right? Are you serious? Yeah. So uh, he you can't phase a the lot Swayze. of Arabs. And one of our biggest shows was in Scottsdale, Arizona. So I would be down there every year. Yeah. Uh, and I remember I was like warming up for one of my shows, and he just like. Really? Right on by. You yeah. got to see Patrick Swayze. Yeah, and like the people, the Nordstrom family, right. they're really involved in it. And... So like, uh, you got to understand, like me and my friends growing up were like, you, you know that movie like Roadhouse? Oh yeah. And like, uh, we used to like sing that karaoke, She's Like the Wind. Like my, <laughs> my buddy James Jeffries, he would always like key up the karaoke for She's Like the Wind, which yeah. is kind of a cheesy song, but like. Because it's Patrick Swayze, it's funny. Were you a Dirty Dancing fan? Like, I mean, yeah. Try to do the like, lift? My cousins watch that, my female cousins. Oh, and yeah. Like, there's like, yeah, they, they watched it nonstop. So I'm not going to lie, I did actually like that movie. <laughs> Nobody, put, Nobody puts it? her in a Baby corner. Baby in a corner. <laughs> but uh, Swayze was like the man. Oh, yeah. You know, there's that classic Saturday Night Live thing with Chris Farley. But he was just a cool guy, you know. Yeah. And like Dirty Dancing, that, that was like a crazy story. Like I actually watched the uh, Netflix. Like it was a long shot when they made that movie. And it was like crazy that it blew up so it's like netflix, a netflix has this documentary on it or something? there's a netflix documentary on certain movies that that we know that are super popular but we have no idea the stories the story behind them and kind of like how some of them were like really just people taking these chances oh. and that was one where it was like some script that someone just found and they were taking a chance and they did it and it like you know i guess like swayze and her didn't like each other that much oh. or they were kind of like not that they didn't like each other but like it took him a while to get their chemistry, or she thought he was mean, or something. I can't remember. But yeah. then it ended up working out where they had, like, the greatest chemistry. And, like, it was kind of a cool story. That is cool. I'll have to watch it. It's kind of, like... I think it's, it's called Movies That Made Us. It's kind of a good, like, lesson, too. Like, it doesn't always have to be this groundbreaking idea, but no. just, like, take action, and you never know what's going to happen. That is true, the value yeah. of action. You probably know that with that. So, like, okay, so... Patrick Swayze yeah. and horses. Back to the story. Back to the story. So, yeah, I showed horses growing up. Um, I basically, I wouldn't say I was homeschooled. I wasn't, like, homeschooled by, like, definition. But I, mm -hmm. my teachers were really awesome, and they would give me, like, my week assignment, and I'd be able to take it on the road with me. Oh, and nice. Because I was traveling, and with horses, I mean, it's very similar to bodybuilding, too. I was up at the barns, like, four to five days a week riding i had multiple horses that i showed because you you wanted one for every division because one horse i mean it's like bodybuilding one horse isn't going to be the best at every division yeah. based on what you're doing so, so you, you could, diversify yeah so i showed like two to three at a time usually at okay. each show yeah. um and so you gotta go up there you gotta practice because like the horse has to be trained right you have to be trained right as a rider mm -hmm. and so i'd be up there Five to six hours a day. I mean, I loved it. I was just in freaking heaven. So but, kind of obsessed with it, loved it, had yeah. a passion for it. 
Um, but that's kind of what instilled that kind of work ethic and stuff discipline into you for and discipline. sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously there's not a specific diet, but like you have a specific regimen and schedule that you're following. Um, and then I also was in pageants growing up as well. Um, so when I was six, I was actually little miss Washington. Right. So, but it all kind of works into what (laughs) you're doing now. Exactly. Like I love performing. There's always, um, I've always loved competition. I've Uh loved like pushing myself to like new levels. Um, I've always been raised to kind of hold my parents always held me at a very high standard, whether Mm -hmm. that be grades Anything that I was performing so like pressure, at. but you were able to. It but was good, good pressure, for you. Yeah. yeah, good pressure, not pressure where I felt like they were gonna like disown me or something no. if I didn't do well. Um, it's good. It's called uh, being held accountable. Exactly. Yeah. And then I also uh, ran track, so I always had like that athletic background too. And so I ran track all through college. I actually fractured my ankle um, my freshman year, so I didn't really, like, continue that. So I kind of lived out the college days, uh, enjoyed it, had my party phase. And I'm glad that I had it because I have no desire to do that anymore in my life. Yeah, what was the party phase like? Oh, like drinking. Like drinking at least six days a week. Oh, yeah, we all did that in college. Yeah, I was in a sorority, so, you know, like... I didn't go to a huge, massive school. I went to University of Puget Sound in Tacoma. Yeah. Um, great school. It's very, like, it's very highly thought of, but there was a small Greek life there. Um, Do you kind of look back in those days with so, sort of a fondness, though? Oh, yeah. But, like, like I had the best time of my life, but I'm also like, how did my liver survive? Right. Also, how did I pass? <laughs> yeah, I know. I look back at college, too, and I'm like, uh, like... I don't know. It was really fun, though. Oh, I had... I don't think I could, like, hang. Oh, no. I couldn't no. do it again. Like, my bedtime is 9.30 these One days. One thing is, though, that was kind of where I, like, uh, got the uh, really good with... Or that's kind of where I got, like, lifting instilled in me. Because, like, I was actually, like, uh, kind of around, like, some dudes that were in college that were, like, a couple grades ahead of me yeah. in school back in high school. But then we were all in the same area for college, and they kind of just, like, took me under their wing, like... We're teaching you how to lift and all yeah. this stuff. And so, like, it was kind of cool. Like, so even though we were partying and shit a lot, like, that is kind of where I got into that, like, every week, like, you go yep. to the gym mentality. And it, very similar to me, that's kind of how I got into, like, my regular gym, like, regimen. Because not for the same idea as I was doing today. It was more to, like, so I didn't get fat. You had Because to I was doing yeah. <laughs> what I was doing during the week and the weekends. Right. Uh, and I definitely was not lifting to like the same capacity that I was lifting right now, but I, I did get into like a, a regular re- regimen of going to the gym. I was more of like a cardio bunny yeah. and just lighter lifting, more circuits. Um, so way different than now, probably. Way different than now, but yeah. it was, it's kind of where I started to develop my love for it. I mean, mm-hmm. I loved like the competition and I always had a love for health and fitness, but yeah. it's kind of where I started like really developing a passion for it and then when I graduated college it was like what what do I do with my life now well so after showing horses pageants uh working out and yeah like track and field like like all of a sudden it's like I need something in my life I'm like all I have now is a job and this is kind of depressing because I did get my degree in marketing as well in business marketing and so right after college I which is good now yeah Yeah. I actually worked for um, if everybody well I'm sure everybody's familiar with them Almond Roca Mm -hmm. so Brown and Haley they're actually founded in Tacoma Washington that's where their factory is so they make Almond Roca the candy Oh, okay. Yeah, they do a lot more that a lot of people don't realize. They partner with a lot of companies yeah. and make their, like, like Starbucks and stuff like that. They make different treats for different companies. Right. Uh, so I actually uh, was uh, 
I did my internship there through college. Okay. Um, and then I ended up getting a full-time job after college and worked there for about two years. It was during their 100-year anniversary. It was probably a good experience. It was a really good yeah. experience. Um, it was a very, like, old-school company, but it was a really great experience. I managed their social media. Yeah. And I helped, um, like, with the major package redesigns. I so helped learn that marketing. Launching. Yeah. It was, I learned some valuable lessons, but I also... Grew up in Puyallup, Tacoma area. Went to school in Parkland. Then I went to college in Tacoma, and I kind of stayed in this, like, little siloed area. And I kind of, you know, I was young. I was single. Uh, Seattle was, like, the cool big city. And so I wanted wanted to get up. It was back when before it, like, turned crappy like it is now. But I I wanted to get up to the city, so I ended up getting a job at a digital advertising advertising agency um, up in Seattle and they actually did all the digital advertising for car dealerships. Okay. So I did reputation management and social media for car dealerships for a while and reputation management was basically like their Yelp and Google sites like helping with reviews, helping getting reviews, responding to reviews. Mm. And then you know when you like go get your car like serviced or you buy a new car and you get an email like how was your how was your service or that please rate you? us. Yeah. That we managed the program that like auto sent those out and then okay. I helped them yes. like respond and uh, take care of any issues that came through those surveys. Right. Um, and then also help them with like, it was back when Instagram was kind of getting popular. Facebook was really popular. So what year was that? Like? Uh, so I graduated college in 2011. So I yeah. probably started working there at like 2013, 2014. Right. Cause we almost forget that like, even Instagram, like we know it now, like even five oh. years ago, it was just kind of getting going. Well, and when I created my Facebook, you had to have a college email address to create it because that's what it was created for. It was yeah, created for college and like that. connecting you with people that were going to be Before like going. everyone's grandma's on it. Now. Exactly. Yeah. And now it's made like such a shift and like I don't even use Facebook that much anymore. Well, that's it's how like, they say if you want. Definitely for like o- the older generation. Right. They're like, like if you want kids to like stop using TikTok, just get everybody's mom and grandma on there. They'll stop. You know, like because they're talking about banning TikTok right stopped, now. stopped using Facebook. Because Facebook is like such known as like old lady place now. Or it's just know? like where people creep on each other. Or, like Oh, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so during all of this too, I was still working out and lifting, but not to the capacity that I was in. And it was when I started living in Lake Stevens. So I had met, um, an ex-boyfriend that I'm, that worked at that agency as well. Mm-hmm. And I moved up to Lake Stevens to be with him. And I started working out at, if anyone is local, they probably know this gym. It's called Team Fitness. It's the only one that's up there. Yeah. Uh, and it's that. a little bit more of like a heavy duty. There's more competitors that work out there. Because previously I was working out at like 24-hour fitness in yeah, LA. Yeah, box gyms. Things yeah. like that. Um, and I was super, like, I was getting more into lifting. I had started doing like more research as far as like, how to build muscle, how to fuel my body nutrition-wise. I had learned yeah. more about, like, macros. You're good at that. Yeah. I feel like you're, like, really on point always. Oh, with my food? Yeah. For sure. Um, I think that also comes from, like, the way I was raised. Like, I think that's discipline your discipline and regimen. coming back in. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I got approached by, um, if anybody knows him now, he is actually a trainer at Body Shop. So his name is Dom, Dom Smenza. Dude, he's an intelligent dude. Oh, my God. Like, I am so fortunate that he was, like, the first person that approached me about it because I have learned so much from him over the years. There's a Lost podcast where him and Kyle came on. I heard. It was (laughs) one of the best episodes I think we've ever done. you got to get him back on here. Because they were so good, and they talked about, you know, and Kyle was, you know, Kyle's killing it with his, uh, he's pushing so much food, and, like, they they got into it. They got into it big time talking about it. 
And then that was back when I was having technical difficulties. Yeah. Well, it was back when you first started. I just started. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm fortunate enough that I just sit with those guys so you got, all day, you get to every get day. That knowledge yeah. Every day. yeah. It's just general, like, conversation for me. But anyway, so this was back in, like, 2015, 2016. And he just kind of asked me, like, hey, have you ever thought of competing? Like, you have a great build. Like, uh-huh. have you ever thought? And I'm like, what? Like, what's competing? Yeah. And then he, like, mentioned bodybuilding. And I was like, oh, no like, like that's what dudes do all i think about is like just big muscle yeah like arnold schwarzenegger yeah shit. for yeah. sure and um then i kind of started researching it a bit more and i found bikini and it was also a very different look back then than it is now because In when which ways was it different so when bikini first like and it's still technically supposed to be like this but bikini was basically developed for you to basically Come off the beach, maybe work out for like a month or two to like prepare. Yeah. Like you're thinking, like prepare for a vacation. You could buy a bikini off the rack, yeah, and you'd walk on stage. That's how it used and you to could be. wear any heel you wanted. It didn't have to be a clear heel, anything like that. It's just developed it was so a lot. Different. If you look at the first woman that won the Olympia mm-hmm. in bikini, she's actually wearing a polka dot bikini, like that you would like just buy like at some, Target. She bought it, yeah. And it just shows how much the sport has evolved. Um, I mean, bikini is still because well, now the bikinis are so elegant, like yes. they're insane. Yeah, and like everything goes into it. It's yeah. like the stage presence, your hair, your they're makeup, so your sequenced in the colors and like the. Well, because I'm, like, from that pro wrestling world where, like, it was big time, like, on your costume and, yeah. and gear. So, like, those bikinis remind me of a lot of, like, really oh, good. Yeah. And they're, like, 600 to $1,000. Yeah, that's what they, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, with showing horses, too, we had, I don't want to say they were costumes, but you definitely oh. were, like, very dressed to the nines. Like, yeah, but I've seen, like, some of that stuff. Yeah. That stuff's expensive, too. Oh, yeah. My mom's always like, you like pick the most expensive like, hobbies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the right. ones that don't pay you, but you have to pay for <laughs> That is true. Um, so yeah, I found bikini and I was like, you know, this kind of like, this kind of looks like something I would want to do because it kind of looks like a muscle pageant, which is yeah. like kind of combines everything and then that, that I've been into. spirit yeah. that you have in you already, right? So I was like, hey, let's give this a try. And so actually Dom was my very first coach. Yeah. And you he, are lucky you found him. Yeah. So he did. I actually was kind of just like, I want to see if I like this lifestyle first. Yeah. Um, because it is very much a lifestyle. You can't just like, I mean, right. people do, but just jumping into a prep, like it's not a smart thing to do. You need to develop the habits and the lifestyle right. first. And so he actually dieted me for a vacation and he like got me in the best shape of my life. Like, just to like kind of do a mock almost. Yeah. Prep, right. Like, and it, he is very meal plan based, which I know he's yeah. so intelligent with that stuff. And it was back when like flexible dieting and like if it fits your macros was like coming out. Okay, so was that something he believed in or just... So I wouldn't say he didn't believe in it, but, like, that wasn't an approach that he implemented. Yeah. And so me being so new, I was like, I don't want to have to eat this meal plan. I want to be able to eat whatever I want. I want to eat cereal. Like, all the stuff so I actually found... Which is so different than now because you're so disciplined. Yeah. yeah. My approach has changed a lot. Uh and so I found a coach that implemented flexible dieting, and he was actually – he is a huge name now. I've gotten very lucky with my coaching. Coaches. Uh, yeah. He's huge now. He was ju- pretty brand new when I got with him. So his name's Paul Ravella. Um, uh-huh. The team is Team Pro Physique. Yeah. And he probably has, like, 25 coaches under him now, Whoa. which uh, – do you remember Rachel Sedwick? Yeah. My really good friend. She moved to Texas. Yes. Yeah. I think I've seen her. Uh, she's posting. actually a coach for them um, now. And back when I got with him, I think he maybe had like 50 clients. 
Okay. I mean, now they have thousands. Yeah. Thousands of Killing clients. it. Just yeah. killing it. Um, and so he implemented flexible dieting. And I actually found him because one of the bikini pros that I um, was following, she actually wasn't a pro at the time, but one of the first like bikini athletes I started following, her name was Emily Hayden. And that okay. was that was her coach. And I was like, well, if he's a good enough coach for her. Right. I basically did not do what I suggest doing now. I did not research. But yeah. the coaching industry wasn't as saturated. And maybe you just kind of got lucky. I got very lucky. Yeah. The coaching industry wasn't as saturated. So I was with Paul for six and a half years. Yeah. So I was with him for a really long time. We did uh, seven shows together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I recently, last year in April, so about a year now, um, I've been working with Jen Dory. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Dude, and she's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, And it, my physique has completely changed with her. But like I said, over the years, like my approach to nutrition has changed because actually – uh, after my first season with Paul, so 2018, I did USAs, we did nationals. And then after that season, I ended up taking three years off mm. because a lot of people, if you've been following me for a while, you'll know this, but a lot of people that know me now don't know this. I went through a lot of health issues and okay. they were mainly around my gut and digestion. Oh. And um, I think I don't want to, I'm not blaming it on prep and I'm not blaming it on macros, but Mm. I am saying that it didn't help my situation at all. Really? Um, Because, I mean, I was fueling my body with processed bullshit. Oh, so that was kind of what was going on. Like you said, you believed in the, if it fits your macro. So that was like, you can just eat whatever you want as long as you hit your macro target. So I'm a firm believer. I think flexible dieting is a great option for people. I think it's very sustainable. I think it educates you because you're measuring your food. It keeps variability in your diet, which we need. But there's a difference between flexible dieting, which is counting your macros. Yeah. And if it fits your macros, because a lot of people, it, that they're following. And I think if it fits your macros has really died well, down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's but like, it was like, how many Pop-Tarts can I eat in a day? How many donuts can I fit in You try to diet? see how much like crap how you can fit. How shitty you can eat. Yeah. So I basically was doing a prep like eating Halo Top, eating fat-free whipped cream, yeah. like sugar-free Jello, Walden Farms on everything. It's a little... I agree with you because I, I, I feel like you can do that, but there's something that happens when you eat that processed stuff where like... Even it'll start messing with your brain. Oh, yeah. Like, well, like the gut and brain are, are so connected. connected. So yeah. they, they always talk about that brain-gut axis, you know. Yep. And um, uh, Sonia was on here talking oh, yeah. about that. Sonia's my girl. <laughs> and she's so intelligent oh, with yeah. that kind of stuff. But it's so true because, like, even me, like, I love having a cheat day or I love doing this. But, like, what happens if, if I do intake that kind of stuff, if I stick right on my plan and it's all very clean, I start yep. feeling different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I start feeling, like, clean. You know, and it's not like a mental thing. It's like my my system starts feeling like good, like uh-huh. it's operating properly. And it's fun to do those. Like, trust me, like after the show, if I can get through this Emerald Cup the next day, I'm going to go out. Not if, when. When, when I get this show. Yeah, I mean, I'm on track. So yeah. I don't know why I say it that way. I'm trying <laughs> to be humble or whatever. But I mean, I'm on track right now. Um, and... I'm definitely going to go out with my friends the next day and we're going to go out everywhere to eat. Oh, and there's there's no issue with that at but all. But like on a regular basis, trying to fit like these certain things in, why do I want to do that when it literally causes my brain to not function properly and then some of that depression starts creeping yep. in? And you're like, why am I feeling like, oh, I put junk in my body and now like my brain doesn't feel as good. At, you know, it gets fuzzy. Oh, yeah. And it's like you start, you know, thinking in like ways that aren't good and it's like, Oh, but when I've been like really clean and keeping everything like really unprocessed and un, mm-hmm. I, that goes away. So you also I don't, notice you know, your like, cravings are a lot different. Too. Oh, they go away too. Yeah, 
Like a lot of yeah. people are always like, how are you so on point? And I'm like, well, first of all, I love, like, I don't feel deprived in any way from what I eat. I love what I eat every day. Right. And I, I don't have craving. Like I have no reason, like I have no reason to go off fueled. plan because I feel, feel so fueled. Yeah. And like I, during my off seasons, I have free meals. I go out and I eat, but like oh, when I go yeah. out and eat, That's I also. That's important. Well, and I also like, I don't go out and I eat things that I know aren't going to feel good in my body. I eat things that I know are like, I don't digest dairy well. I know that. So when I go out to eat, I stay away from it because I also don't want to like go out to eat and then feel like trash for four days. Like that's no fun either. But even when you do have like a, a, a flexible meal or whatever like that, like on your, you know, off season, like you, it's not like you're doing it every day. No. So your body has time to take it in. Maybe it affects you a little bit negatively, but you have time to get over it. And then totally. by the, you know, same with like, it's if you're going to drink alcohol, like if you do it once and then you give yourself time, but if you're doing it every day, it's going to start affecting you. Negatively. Well, and that's also why, like with my clients, I call it a free meal versus a cheat meal because I feel yeah. like that connotation of the word cheat makes them think like, oh, it's a bad a food bad. versus good food. And that's not necessarily true. Obviously, there's foods that are more nutritious for you. Because that gets into eating disorders and like not wanting to label totally. any food as bad or good. Totally. And, like, and I always remind them like, one quote-unquote salad not that salads make you skinny but like one healthy meal didn't make you lose weight so one meal out isn't gonna make you it may make the scale jump up a little bit but it's not necessarily because you gained fat it depends where you are in your season exactly said what your goals are at the time if you're like not if you're like during like a building phase and you want to go out to eat once a weekend like with your friends like i don't as long as you don't go crazy yeah my one rule as a coach is just like don't be an asshole that's what i tell them don't be a dickhead and um it also is like what you're doing consistently over time is what's going to make the biggest difference. So if you're consistently eating your meal plan, not mm-hmm. perfectly, I'm not saying 100%. Nobody's ever 100%. If you're perfect. consistently eating on your meal plan over consistently eating out, what you're doing consistently is what's going to make the biggest difference. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. So um, we kind of got off topic, but uh, getting I, I, into that's bodybuilding. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, getting into bodybuilding is what really like seeing my body change before my eyes and then going through those gut issues. I remember going through it. It took me about a good three to four years to like to really get, get over it. But I, I had done some damage, not even just with bodybuilding, but like back before I got into it, like the way society leads us and they still do the way they led, led women to believe is like, you basically have to eat like a freaking rabbit in order yeah. to get the body you want to get. So I was a cardio bunny. I was eating basically nothing. Like I thought a smoothie for dinner was like, that is a theme that I've seen on here with almost every female competitor that I've had in on the podcast yep. is that idea of like, they're so shocked when they get to see how much they actually get to eat to be healthy. And even like um, there was a, a, a customer customer of mine in the bar who's trying to get healthy. And she's like, I got this coach and I don't know. They want me to eat this much. And so I'm like, well, here, give me your height, weight, and your yeah. age and I'll do some calculations. And I'm like, no, they're they're dead. They're I'm like, on, yeah. this is totally what well, I would suggest. people's minds. And she's like, really? And then she started doing it and now she's like killing it. And, and you I'm drop like, weight yeah, usually. I'm like, see, this is like we're – yeah, definitely, especially for women, I feel uh-huh. like the, the, it's like starve yourself and do cardio, which causes a lot of skinny fat. Oh, yeah. Know? And it also and like... hormone issues. Well, and hormone issues, what I was going to say is it causes a lot of... And a big reason I was developing these issues is because I was putting so much stress on my body, not necessarily like 
Yes, mentally, because I was such, I'm such a perfectionist, and I still like work yeah. through that now. I'm you can very, tell you have that in you. I'm yeah. very type A, mm-hmm. and um, but stress isn't just like mental. It's also different things we're putting our body through. So dieting is a stress. Training mm-hmm. is a stress. Cardio is a stress. Yep. And so I have this newfound like saying that I truly like believe because I, in order to heal from those gut issues, I had to pull back. I had right. to do less. Yeah. And so I always say like train hard, but recover harder. You and need that recovery. N- not many of us are good at that. No. And we we live in this society that leads us to believe that more and more and more go hard or go home, which like, yeah. yes, there's a time and a place for that. But if you're not recovering, you're not giving your hundred percent. Yeah. There was a day recently where I was like, you know, I, I, I kind of just felt really run down. And instead of like, like I went and I made all my meals that day and it was kind of a day off. I think I had a podcast in the morning or yeah. something, but I was like, you know, instead of like going in like to the gym today and do cardio and stuff, and I don't know if this is good, but I actually took the day off and kind of just like relaxed. And then the the week after I just felt amazing. Oh, yeah. And I started like killing it at everything. Again. So when my clients, like I have, um, I do weekly check-ins, which I'm sure you do with Jordan as well. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And I have a check-in form that I have them fill out because mm-hmm. I think there's so much more that goes into coaching than just diet and exercise. Like yeah. your mentality, the way your body's functioning, your recovery, like that all plays in and you're not going to get the most out of your diet and exercise if you don't have everything working together. Right. So I have them tell me like how their digestion is, how their recovery is, how is your mood, how mm-hmm. is your mentality. Um, and if I really feel like they're sounding like really down on their self or like they're like, you know what, I am like break. crushed. Like I implement like diet breaks. Yeah. I implement deloads, which uh, do, you yes. want, do you want me to define those? Or? Uh, maybe for the people listening. I know what okay. a deload is. But. So like a diet break is basically, I mean, it sounds, it's. I'm not like go out and eat whatever the hell you want. We bring their food up. So whether they be counting macros, I give them more macros or we be on a meal plan. I bring their calories slash macros up and change their meal plan a bit. And I'll usually do a deload and a diet break together. Yeah. So just like it's scary mentality. Like the first time I do this with clients, they're like, oh, they have this like idea that they're going to get huge. But they, they kill it when they come back. Well, like and that. usually they'll end up losing weight. And it's not necessarily fat, but it's like inflammation comes down. Yep. Yep. We're and a deload over, is like over inflammation. Yep. And, yeah. And deload. I mean, you can take it a tons of different approaches and it depends on the client on which is better um you can just bring your volume down by like reducing the number of sets or reps that you're doing and mm-hmm. reducing your weight by like 60 percent. or sometimes i'm like just take the week off yeah. just walk take yeah. the week off take daily walks just relax and then it's probably surprising how the body will respond when you come back to the uh, training a, a afterwards. thousand like you feel so much better yeah. and you're able to like go in and go hard. It just got overstimulated. Yeah. And that was the thing that like I was doing before, like I would be in the gym for like two and a half, three hours on a leg day, like doing like 14 different movements, like seven sets of 20 reps. That's that ambition you have. Oh yeah. But now like my programming is like, I do some activation. I do like five to six specific movements, Mm -hmm. like where my intensity is like, my full-on intensity is all those six movements, and then mm-hmm. maybe I'll do, like, a burnout or a finisher. Right. So, but I'm it's, done. like, the intensity is still very the, high. Yeah, because if you're but it's in not, there. you're not overdoing things. Yeah, yeah, and if you're in there for three hours, at some point, you're just going through the motions. You're not right. actually doing any benefit to your body. No. Um, so, that's a big thing I implement with my clients as well. Um, 
it's it just seems like, like that took you a lot of years, and it's oh. like all, it's figuring out how to work smarter instead of harder. And personal experience, like mm-hmm. you Trial can read all the books, and like there's so much to learn out there. But I think you learn so much from experience, from doing, we, and that's yeah. what makes you such. I think that's what is a big thing that makes me such a good and caring coach because I've been there. I mm-hmm. know it sucks to feel like shit. Right, you've you've walked the path that they're walking, so you you have some experience that you can like share with them. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I I don't know if I'd fully like define myself as an empath, but like I take on a lot. Like when my clients text me, like I can feel their words yeah. and I'm like, I know where you're at. Just remember, it's going to be temporary. Like I got you. And sometimes just like hearing that from someone that you're not alone. It probably makes you a good coach that you are able to emotionally. I'd like to them. think that I have like really strong relationships with like all of my clients. Yeah. Well, and just the fact that you actually care about that part of their training you know, because it can get very, uh, you know, just like numbers, math, you know, cold. Yep. But like you said, there's so much of that other part, like the mental part, like the emotional part that affects our body too. Like especially we don't want to think about it. I think it is more for women especially, right? Like men. Have you ever seen the YouTube video where it talks about like men's brain versus women's brain? No, but. Okay, it's hilarious. I'll have to send it to you. So it's basically, it's a comedian. He, I think he's a pastor, but he's a comedian too. Okay. And he's like talking about a man's brain, how it's different boxes. Yeah. Like there's a box here, there's a box there, and everything lives in its own box. Yes. And at man, the man's favorite box is their nothing box. Okay. And they just love to live in the nothing box where nothing else is happening. It's just them yeah. just by themselves in silence. And then women's brain is like wires and everything connects to everything. And when it like touches, there's like this big like electric yeah. shock. And like there's just something. That actually going, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. There's something going on all the time in someone's brain. And like it's funny because us as women will ask like our boyfriend or a significant other where they're they're just like sitting there and they might be like staring off into the to the abyss and yeah. we're like what are you thinking about and they're like nothing yeah nothing and we're like you're lying like there's no possible way you can thinking but about really, nothing we, we might have just but really something. they're thinking of absolutely yeah. freaking nothing <laughs> but just, we just can't believe that just sitting there existing because just... that's not how our brain works <laughs> yeah. it is funny yeah we're very different for sure yeah but yeah definitely in the fitness industry too I know there's a lot of differences, yeah, for yeah. sure. And there's so a lot of things that I focus on is like stress management is mm-hmm. huge and recovery with my women. Um, and the way that so cortisol, obviously, you know, you talked about this with Sonia, I'm sure. Um, oh, big time. But being your stress hormone, yes. And when that is high, that that is one of the biggest progress stoppers especially for women because we get so affected hormonally. That's the thing; it it messes your hormones up so much, right? Yep. Yeah. And when your body's not in balance. And when that happens, you could be doing everything right, like diet-wise and all that, and you're still not going to make any progress. Exactly. And that's why – and I always say too, like I think a big part of my success too is I always say like your network is your network. Your network is your net worth. Mm -hmm. So having people like Sonia in my life, having people like Dom in my life that I can learn from. And I'm not afraid to be like, hey, I've got this client. I don't really know what to do. What would you yeah. do? Um, and so I it's also, good to have a fellow coaches that you oh, can yeah. bounce ideas off of. And right? I also partner with an HRT clinic. It's um, The name is Vivo HRT. Mm-hmm. So when I have a client that's – because I'm not a doctor. That's not, yeah. that's not what I specialize in. And I will not tell a client to do – take specific but you can medications. Refer them. Yeah. But what I do is I do say like, hey – 
you're we've basically hit what I know as far as like what should be working and what we're doing. You should be dropping weight. And if yes. like they're not getting the results that I know they should be getting, I'll be like, I think it's something internal. Mm-hmm. And so we'll get lab work done and we'll take it. We'll do a free consult with Chris. Yeah. He'll give his doctor insight and we'll kind of work as a team to get That's them back. It's so on. important too, just to like get checked up, I think. Too, oh, yeah. Know, like... And I learn so much on every consult because everybody's body is so different. Yeah. That yeah. is really, we all have really unique bodies. For oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I've just. Coaching has been something that has been a passion of mine for a really long time. But like I said, I worked in the corporate world because I was kind of raised on the fact, too, that like you get a, you go to college, you get it. That was very much my parents' generation. You go, you to, go college, to college, you get a real You get job. your nine to five. Like mm-hmm. entrepreneurship wasn't as big back then. No. And for people that aren't entrepreneurs, it it's very scary. It's very scary. So like I never – even my parents are like that, and I know a lot of people. I, that's another theme I've actually found because I've had a lot of entrepreneurs on this kind of weird, you know, issues with their parents. But it's kind of like you can kind of see where they're coming from because oh, it's totally. dangerous. And I would never say it. my parents are the most supportive parents yeah. like I could ever ask for. Like if you ever went to any of my shows, they're if it's local, they mm. even have flown to Vegas for my shows. But if it's local, they're there. And so my my first business that I came out with, my name was Rainwater Results. That's yeah. what I called it. Uh, and they have Rainwater Results shirts. Yeah. They all match with Super like my supportive. old logo. Like so supportive. They are there every step of the way. But like you said, I think they were more scared for me. Right. So anytime you're doing something entrepreneurial, it's not like having the security yeah. of a real job so once i finally quit my job like i was a little nervous to tell them that like hey i'm not working because i had gotten a job at pre-core and was doing all their social media and email marketing and that was where we talked about that last time yeah we talked about it on the body shop episode and i was there for six years and when the pandemic hit afterwards they got bought by peloton Mm -hmm. and they actually i don't think they're partnered with them anymore but uh they were reorganizing so they got rid of my position yeah. And it was kind of that point where I was like, because Jeff and I were always wanting me to be able to step away. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of at that point where we were like, oh, okay, well, this is it. This is the perfect, This it's either sink or swim. Yeah. And so, so you had to take that leap of faith. Huh? Yeah. And so being around, I'm around entrepreneurs every day. Everyone that's in that gym is because our trainers are all independent so you contractors. Think, you think being around that makes it a little more like, oh, you can see, like, okay, I've seen people that doable. have done this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah, you feed off each other. I don't take all the credit to be like, yeah, I just jumped in and I did it scared. Like, I. Jeff was a very big influence in that. Mm-hmm. Like watching him basically bring that gym from the ground up like was so inspiring. Yeah, and he's still doing it. Yeah, oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's been – I've been doing my own business now for a little over a year and a half probably. But I would say the past like six months is really when I dove into it. So it's been it – And now I've – yeah, I've grown it. I'm making more now than I was making in corporate life. Yeah. But it took a minute. it's grinding. Like, I'm working six to seven days a week. There is no... Yeah, people don't realize the work. Yeah, people are like, so you basically quit your job to work... More. 90 hours a week. And I'm like, yep, but it doesn't feel like work to me. Like, I love the people I'm around every day. um, And I... You don't get PTO. So, like... There's no PTO. No. Everything's on your shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. So, it takes a grind, but it's it's so fulfilling. Like, my job is so fulfilling. That's a that's another like common theme with these entrepreneurs. Like, I work more than I ever have in my life, but 
I enjoy what I'm doing. Oh, a thousand percent, yeah. So, I mean, uh, that last guest I had, she was like in politics. I don't know if you saw that. I, don't, I haven't listened to that one yet. Um, That was wild. How um, did you get, how did you meet her? Uh, through Mark. Um, Sedine? Yeah, yeah. Knows everyone. Yeah, he knows everyone. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, so like she is a coach now, bikini competitor, but she was a... A political lobbyist for like big tech i'm yeah. like i'm like the enemy no I was just yeah like, for know, sure I'm, I'm like oh my god you know and then she was telling me i'm like oh my god that world is crazy too yeah you know some of that lobbying stuff oh yeah like what politicians do it was wild it's crazy to like hear people's backstories but she was making crazy money doing that yeah and but the same thing uh i don't want to do this anymore yeah like you know what i'm saying like and she's way happier now even though uh, that's, so that's Joni Naki. That's who that was. Okay. And, but it's another thing. Like, she's way happier now. She said she was never able to see her kid. You know, her. Uh, I think she said her kid started calling her California mom because she oh, was, like, gone really all the time. Sad. And she's like, I can't do this to my kid. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm making a lot of money and I'm making a difference in politics. But, like, my true passion is fitness. And so similar thing. It took a long time. And she said the same thing. Like, she's like, there were times I was literally, like, on my knees praying <laughs> And I had no idea what I was going to do. I was just living on credit cards. I was, you know, yep. like, and now she's doing good. Yep. But there, it's it's not for the weak of heart. You have to do it scared for sure. And yeah. just like have, I think having, I am a big person of faith and like having yeah. faith, it doesn't matter what your faith is in, but having faith in something and just reminding yourself like this is all going to work out. I, I believe in that too. You know, the other thing I've noticed too is like if you are struggling, nobody gives a fuck. And yeah. so I've learned like, you don't want to like be that person complaining. No. Like you chose this. So you don't want to be like, man, it's been really hard lately and all that. It's like, nobody cares. Well, it's kind of like competing. Like when I hear people complain about being hungry, I'm like, this is a blessing that you could do this. Like you should be thankful. This is supposed to be like, no one's, no one's holding your head down to a stone and Mm -hmm. being like, you have to do this. Like, this is your choice. If you're going to complain, just stop. Don't do it. then. Yeah. No, you're right. Because that's like, that's, that's what it takes. Like, okay. If it, if it was easy, everybody would do it. So, like, clearly, this is, you should almost fall in love with the struggle. In oh, yeah. Like, fall in love with the journey. I always say I would st- I would still do this if there wasn't stage at the end. Because Dude. I enjoy the process over the show day. Yeah, my life is better when I am hard. When I'm living a harder life. Uh-huh. Even if there's no show coming up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm just unhappy when I get really complacent lazy like i start i don't feel good no i just don't feel good about myself i don't enjoy life like complacency and the is... better the, the harder i'm working the better i feel oh yeah yeah because you feel like you're progressing you're making yeah. progress and just in, like how you actually literally feel too <laughs> you know what oh, i'm saying yeah. like i feel like we're definitely like i think struggle is something we actually need as human beings oh yeah and then you know like when people don't have it that's when they start getting like these negative like you know, patterns in their life or they turn to alcohol or they turn to food. To like fill or like, the time. Yeah. And it's like, cause, but what they really need is hard struggle and that's what they're missing, but it's a thing they don't want to do. Yeah. Well, they always say a struggle make us stronger. It does. It really does. And it just clears the brain. It makes you feel good. Oh yeah. I'm like going back to like all the gut issues that I went through. Like when I was going through them, I mm-hmm. like had this mentality for the, for the very longest time. Like why me? Why me? Mm-hmm. Why is this me? And it was like, I had to switch my mentality to be like, I'm going to overcome this. Like, this doesn't define me. God will not give me this if I cannot handle it. Right. He he only gives me what I can handle. And once I switched that, 
it changed. I noticed that too. Like there was this uh, meme about like something like the universe. Like I don't want this. I want glory and something else. And it's like bring it on. And I remember like one time I kind of like posted it and I was like, yeah, I was like, bring it on, you know, to the universe or whatever it is, you know. And then so when life gets hard, it's like, man, you asked for this. This is what you want. So do not complain about it. This is this is the kind of life you want to be living. And there's, I think so like you said, you almost want to feel thankful for it. There's so much truth in the body follows the mind. Mm-hmm. So like if your mind isn't right, your body's not right. So it was for you, you had to switch your mentality into like, why me into like, you know what? Like you said, God, if, if you believe in religion or God yeah. or anything, like God made me this way. He, he wouldn't have given me this if I wasn't able to handle it. And then and you switch your mentality to yeah. like. I can do this. I am able to handle this. This is not going to beat me. It's not going to define me. Yep. And now coming full circle, I think it makes me into the coach that I am today. It It makes makes me so compassionate. And it was like, I had this like full circle moment because I don't talk about the gut issues as much as I used to. And I had this full circle moment like two days ago where I had a member of the gym actually like, there was like this weird feeling where I was like, I should reach out to her. I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah. And so I reached out to her and like, she was diagnosed with what I had a few months ago. And she's like, I've been struggling for years and like, no one's listened to me. Like, I don't know what to do. I just want to feel better. And I'm like, girl, I have been there. Like like, now I can, you are not alone. And she was like, Oh, it just feels so good to like, it's no, always good to find beatable. somebody yeah. that can relate. Yeah, somebody that has carved a path out of the same issue you're going through. Well, and that's why with my coaching too, like my whole goal is to create a community of women that are mm-hmm. empowering each other. And like my whole saying is like find, find your superwoman strength. So whether that be in the gym, whether that be outside the gym, like finding your, your own strength, no matter what definition of strength is to you. Right, because it can but, be different for and everyone. And appreciating you for who you are and um i have like this group chat on instagram with all of my clients and it's so cool to see them like motivating each other like yeah i'm here to do that too but like it's so cool for them to have each other too and like be able to turn like some women will message like i'm having a really hard day or like they're in a specific situation and like i have experience but i don't have all the experience so to be able to bring a a situation there, to the group and have other women that have been through it, yeah, and then be able to relate. Now you to get each the other. support system, yeah. You can all, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's been really cool to kind of keep building that. Mm-hmm. That is really important. Like I, I know I'm in a few uh, kind of group chats like that on Instagram for like um, just certain brands, like that I, you know, like there'll be like group chats for like people that are all part of the. Um, the team or whatever, you yeah. know, and it's always pretty positive stuff. And like, it makes you like, you know, and then some of these times these, you know, people are going through some real stuff. Oh yeah. It's like, it's cool. And pe- it's a, it's just community. You know. It also reminds you that like, we're not all going through the same thing, but we mm-hmm. all go through struggle no matter what. Every it is. single person, every yeah. single person you come in contact with is fighting a battle. You don't know. Like yeah. that's a cheesy saying, but it's really true. Well, even if you don't know, like, yeah, I know I'll tell some of my clients sometimes, like, yeah, I struggle with self-confidence. And they're like, you? Yeah, because I, you no one would ever see that. Yeah, think that and I'm like, you. oh, yeah, like, just because of what you see. You see me in my comfort zone when yeah. I'm in the gym. Like, well, that the, is my place. The most confident people all struggle with that. We like, just we just know kind of, I don't want to say we compartmentalize it, but, like, we use it to fuel us. All right, everybody, it is time to take a short break for our sponsors. Uh, the Nikki Free Podcast is now brought to you by Manscaped. 
Um, they are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. So join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. So it is 20% off and free shipping worldwide with the code NickyFit at Manscaped.com. Uh, so the thing about it is like when you're, you know, you're trying to shave your balls, you got like a date or something, you know, you don't know where things are going to go, but you don't want to be like showing up all messy down there. You want to show up all clean. You want to be looking good down there. You know what I'm saying? So like we've all done that. You get a shaver out, you go to shave yourself. And what happens every time you cut your balls, man. And it's no good when you cut your balls, you know, you start bleeding all over your ball sack. You got blood going everywhere. You get it cleaned up, you go on the date, and like uh, obviously, you know, you're a high performance male, so like things are going good for you in the date. You know, stuff starts going well, and next thing you know, like one thing leads to another, but then the thing is, you whip it out, and like there's a big thing, like you know, your, your balls are all cut up, and it's like all sore down there, and it's like such a turnoff, you know, so it's like you don't want that to happen to you, you know, like you don't want a big open wound on your ball sack when you're out on a date, like. That's just no way to be. So, so guys, it's time to take care of yourself. All right, look at this. Look at this product. It's awesome. Thank you, Manscaped. Um, this stuff is so great. You know, they also threw in this beard hedger, which is just a great beard trimmer. We'll talk about that another time. Uh, but this is the performance package. Um, so, yeah, you know, guys, use uh, go online. Go to manscaped.com. If you want 20% off, use code NickyFit. You will get 20% off and free shipping worldwide. So check out the performance package. It's awesome. And thank you guys so much. Uh, use code NickyFit. Save 20%. You're really helping out the podcast. And I want to say that I was already using Manscaped before they started sponsoring the podcast. I think they're a great product. So thank you guys for picking this stuff up. Use code NickyFit. Save 20% and free shipping you're really helping me out you're helping out the podcast and thank you to manscaped and thank you guys uh go out there let's get cleaned up let's get cleaned up let's not go out there all messy and stuff we got to look good all right guys thank you right and you know that you've beat it before yeah so you're like i'll be okay oh yeah but we all have moments where we're just super insecure or we're not feeling the greatest or like, oh yeah there's a we always talk about that um imposter syndrome on here where you're like what if someone figures out i'm not the shit yep it's like but you are the shit but you're just having a moment where you don't feel like it but i think there's so much power in showing your vulnerability too there definitely is that's been something i have been trying so hard to do in the past few months because you just just always keep a stone like yeah like i'm not i'm not as much as i want people to find their superwoman strength like I can't be everything for everyone. I'm not, I can't mm-hmm. be perfect at everything. Well, and being a coach, sometimes there's pressure to be that. Oh, yeah. Definitely, because you're kind of a role model for a lot of people. It can be a lot of pressure. And I put a lot of pressure on myself for being um, so involved in the gym scene, too. Like, mm-hmm. being the face of Body Shop and people knowing me because of Body yeah. Shop. I'm like, if I don't do well at this show, like, I'm going to let them down. It That's pressure. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so... Uh, well, even just how you're viewed or seen in the world, like, if you started, like, slipping for a few months, you would be like, shit, this yeah. ain't... Yeah. I think that's also what kind of keeps me on track a lot, too, because I'm it's like... It's almost good to have everyone's that pressure. Wa- every, like, everyone's watching me. I can't, I yeah. can't slip up. I kind of like having some of that pressure, so yeah. it's like, it keeps you on your game. But I try to be as real as possible, too, and just be like, you know, when... I have hard times too. I go through days where I don't feel my best. I go through days where like I'm struggling mentally. That's important for your clients to see that though. Yeah. You know, or like you said, in general, people being comfortable with being vulnerable. Yeah. We don't like to do it. And I've been been lucky on this show because I've had some people come in here and really bear all. And I, I think some of those episodes were the ones that turned into like the most powerful ones. Oh yeah. And uh, Frankie's was Frankie's very was like it still gives me chills thinking yeah. about it. And that Frankie's like one of my best dude. friends, and he is like we've dude. gotten really close over the past year, and yeah. like he is that person that I know if I need him, like he will have, he will say what I don't want to hear, mm-hmm. but it's the thing I need to hear in that time. Yes, and just even now talking about that gave me kind of like chills because like his episode was like, and he's such a good dude, like he's so good, yeah. Uh, so that was powerful. Yeah. 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 For him to share that stuff. And yeah. And like, I always like, I, if you don't be like, I, I've competed and I've, I've won every show except three. Dang. So I've been in five That's overalls. That's a good track record. I've been in five overalls, never won one. Okay. And I will say that I think the biggest thing that holds me back mm-hmm. is my mindset. Because I know I can win because mm-hmm. I've done it. But I doubt myself when it comes to, like, winning the whole show. And that's, oh. like, a big thing I'm, like, really focusing on this year is, like, believing in myself and my ability. It's uh, getting out of your own way. Yeah. So um, there's even a, a dude who wrote a – I just, like, put it on my Amazon list because I want to read it. Um, I think it's called, like, the not, – not the Art of War. That's, like, some Donald Trump shit. Um, <laughs> it's, like, the War of Art, I think. Oh, is it about your mind? Um, well, so it's it's about like when creating, like how creatives can be their own worst enemy. But you could uh, translate it into anything like fitness and stuff too, because it's kind of the it's about the idea of resistance. Yep. So like, what happens is like, so say like, I'm going for this Emerald Cup show and I'm doing really good, but there's something where you get this resistance to doing the right things, and you almost want to like mess it up so it's like this weird thing it's like so you have to get out of your own way and stop the resistance for the good kind of like the law of attraction like the more you want something the more you push it away but if you just chill and relax it'll come to you you know what i'm saying so like it sounds like a super interesting book well and that's why like when it comes down to like show day like i avoid social media at all costs Right. I don't look like when I'm prepping for a show, I don't look at the show's stories because I don't want to see who's doing it because I have the te- comparison is the thief of joy. Thief of joy. And the like, war of art it's called and it's okay. by Stephen Pressfield. So yeah, I'm going to check that out. But. So like I have the tendency to just pick myself apart and be like, this person's better because this, like, and Oh, that person's someone on social me. media picks you apart too. It like confirms it to you. Yeah. So you don't want to read that. So I like, that's a big thing I'm practicing this year is just like, cause Anyone I talk to, they believe in me. Yeah. It's myself that does it. And it's not that I don't believe in myself to do well. Yeah, but you have to believe I don't in believe yourself. in myself to go the distance. And that is like, I think that's the biggest thing that's You have to see me it back. and believe it, it, it and back. visualize it and like, like trust that it could happen. Yeah, it held me back that's from getting coaching out of the way. for a while. Yeah. 
And like now I've finally taken a step and I'm like, like oh, I'm and not, I'm, I can't I'm be killing a coach. it. I like, can't do yeah. this. But you can. There's you better are, people yeah. out there, but like everyone has different strengths. Like I I connect with my clients for a whole different reason than Sonia connects with hers. Yeah. And people that are drawn to me, that's who I work with, and that's why we work well, because they're drawn to that. Right. It's almost like the Another thing that works too, I feel like, is lack of like being desperate. Like you said, if you kind of like let the clients come to you and work with ones that will work well, if you're desperate, like just taking on anybody, it's not going to work out. Oh, yeah. Like I've, I found out the power of like saying no because it's like, you know what, this is not a good fit and I'm not desperate for your, your uh, business. Well, and I think I've always put so much uh, emphasis on getting a pro card, like thinking it's going to like change my life or something. But the reality is, is like, what's going to change? I'm just it, gonna have a title. It's a title. Like yeah. it's not gonna change who I am. It's not gonna when change. When I got my I, NASM certification, nothing really yeah, changed. It's not gonna it's change my approach to training. It's not gonna like I'm already living as if I was a pro. Mm -hmm. The way I eat, the way I train, the yep. like the nothing's gonna change. The lifestyle, yeah. So I think removing so that pressure and it's realizing putting that. too much pressure on it. And then oh, if yeah. it happens, it happens. But it's kind of like the law of attraction. And if you're focusing too much on it, you might be pushing it further and further, further away. away. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's tough. That stuff is weird how that works. Yep. And if you kind of just like calm down and trust that you know what you're doing, that's when shit goes good. Well, there's and also that, gratitude. Yeah. And there's that saying, like, you're not going to get something until you're ready to receive it. And I don't think I've been ready to receive that yet. I think that's a really true saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for the years, I wasn't ready to receive, like, running my own business. Like, yeah. I didn't have enough faith, but but this, like, last year. But when you're ready, you're ready. Yeah, and it's just, like, everything has fallen into place the way it should. It may have not been in the way I pictured in my head. Mm, it never is. Yeah, but it's all worked out. Success is never quite the way you envision it, but it's sometimes better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It usually is. It usually <laughs> ends up better than what you thought. Yeah. And I don't know. And things are different when you when you achieve things. Like the way things really are versus the way you think they are, it's almost like better sometimes. Yeah. So that's also been too. Obviously, I've said like I am a true believer in God and like whatever you believe in. But I've been really trying, because like I said, I'm type A. I like to control things. Yes. And I've been really trying to just like Not surrender to, surrender to the process and just let it happen. That's big for a type A. I yeah. Because I think I'm a little bit that way too. Like there's definitely something about like a control element. Like, Well, the reality is you can't control everything that happens. What you can control is how you react to it. How you react to it and what you do. And what you do. So like if I'm like if I'm like hanging around or I'm at work and I see someone like, oh, that's disgusting. Look at this like fucking slob. They're just sitting there drinking and yeah. eating and like so instead of judging them, I can just focus on like what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So instead of like looking at the world in judgment and like it's like I know that's something I don't want to live like. Yeah. So I'll just focus on what I'm doing exactly. and I'm gonna live healthy. I'm gonna eat healthy. I'm not gonna drink all the time. Like I'm gonna that's how you like combat those things it's not yep. like hating on the other people yep. you know like and that's kind of like i was saying like i was going through all those health issues and for a while i was like you know woe is me why is this happening to me and then i finally switched my mindset to be like i'm gonna use this to like make myself better like, yeah to sharpen myself yeah how did yeah because pain and suffering sharpens people yeah it sharpens like your abilities. It sharp like even artists. Like if they go through some shit, that they become a really good artist. Oh yeah, because you know? like, you're you got some shit to work with, some stuff that like hardened you, like steel. You know, like um, how was it tough to like switch that mentality? Because 
I have found that sometimes that woe is me victim mentality can almost be like an addicting. Oh yeah. And comforting. And it almost sucks you in like like yeah, just come here well, and I feel think bad of about the way yourself. I was raised, like when I was feeling that way, I didn't like it. Because you weren't taught to be I wasn't like taught to be that way. So I'm like, why am I feel like what why am I feeling like this? Like this feels like You crap. were taught I'm a fighter, I can do this. Yeah, yeah not and um so I would say it definitely took like reevaluating my routine and mm-hmm. making sure that everything I was surrounding myself and everything that I was putting in my head was positive. So really developing a morning routine. I got really into like journaling and yes. affirmations and the diet of what you're taking in. And I still do like, it to like, this day. like yeah, not just diet as in food, but like as in like positive stuff being around oh, you and yeah. yeah. Like what you're putting in your brain is so, just as important as what you're putting into your mouth. It is. We've talked about that so much on here. It's like you can get sucked into those victim mentalities and you start surrounding yourself with other people that think like that, surrounding yourself with media that yep. tells you that. And next thing you know, you're like miserable and you hate the world. And it's like, well, why though? Like, why do yep. that to yourself? You and know, that's like, why it's so important to like surround yourself with people that lift you up. Yes. Or like you said, um, Sometimes I can't, you just said it a minute ago, like, uh, Frankie, I think you said, sometimes he'll tell me what I need to hear, not what I want to hear, not what's comfortable, not what's going to like make me feel okay about myself, but actually like what I need to hear holding me accountable. Yeah. That's huge. Oh yeah. And that's what I like, I'll do it with my clients too. Like, yeah, I'll be there to like be your biggest cheerleader. But the second you need tough love. I'll give it to you. Tough love is huge. Yeah. And sometimes they're not happy with me in the moment. But, like, give them a few hours or a week. They'll be like, thank you so much for, like, pulling Later my head on, out of my ass. Later on, be thankful. Yeah. yeah. I always say that, like, my dad was super hard on me growing up. But, like, you know, at the time, I probably didn't like it. Years later, though, now, I respect him so much for being like oh, that. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. I mean, my dad, um, best dad in the world. But yeah. he, I will say, he's a hard ass. And he's not yeah. one that's going to give me praise easily. But when I look back now, I'm like, wow, he was that's doing his how, job yeah. as a dad. That's why I am how I his am. His job wasn't to be liked. It was to make me somebody that's, like, not a piece of shit. Yeah. And he always had the same. Um, and he always provided. And he had, we, you know, we never. So, so he, that's your job yeah. as a dad. It's not to be easy on you. Yeah, he always used to tell me, run with your heart. Mm -hmm. And that was more, like, in track. Like, run with your heart. Just run. But, like, I apply that to everything in my life. Yeah. I like that. So, like, putting your your passion into things, too. Because, like, passion isn't always there, right? So, like, that's where discipline comes in. Yeah, it's like, motivation's not always there. People always ask me, like, how how do you stay motivated all the time? Like, I'm not motivated all the time. No one's motivated. That's the... I think that's the biggest thing you learn in, like, fitness or once you become a coach. Like... And then you'll talk to like younger people getting into it and they're always talking about motivation. Like it's like motivation is nothing like going to the gym when I feel like shit and my brain is like attacking me and I'm not feeling it. And I'm like, I'll never do, I'll never do good. And still like going in and completing every little task that I need to complete, whether I want to or not. And then you know what? Usually you get through the lift and you're like, why was I thinking like that? I'm you fine. feel better. I feel great. Yeah. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah. And that builds character and it builds self confidence. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, oh, I, yeah, I can do this shit. I can beat that. Yeah. I can beat that feeling of like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah. And that's the stuff like I want to instill in my clients. Like, you are so much stronger than you think. It is tough because I have certain clients who are friends, you know, and like, and I know it's, and they want me to be hard on them, but it is funny when like, 
okay, well, I've given you this meal plan and you haven't done it at all. And oh, like, yeah. you haven't said in any, and, and then you like send me a whole like long email and I, I get it, but also it's like, um, yeah, I try to eat on the meal plan consistently for three weeks. Yep. And then they're like, you didn't, did you, I'm like, I listened to everything you said and I, and I, I understand yeah. like life is stressful. Kind of like you're saying, like, listen to all the factors, but I'm like, all I can really tell you is try again. Don't, don't beat yep. yourself up. I always say, uh, forgive yourself. Yeah. Give yourself some grace, but also don't be like for six months straight. Like that's how you end up not making progress. Like, oh, it's okay. Oh, well, it's okay. I'll get in tomorrow. You can do that, but don't expect progress. Yeah. 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 And like, I just had this conversation with, I don't know if you want to get into like competing topic too, but I just had this conversation with a client who wants to compete. Well, I think and, it's like, cool that you are able to coach competition. Cause like, you know, I got my NASM and I'll do like regular clients and stuff, but like the people like you guys that can like coach competitive prep like yeah. that's crazy to me well and so she that's skills our first like uh well that was another thing i was really scared to do i like it probably had, took a while to get i had doubted myself i'm like oh i'm not i'm not a good enough coach for that but now being in the are. gym and hearing a lot of different approaches mm-hmm. and watching some preps take place i'm like you know what i can do better and you've been through enough of them yourself oh, yeah. that yeah yeah and um so she comes in and we do a consult she sits down and and definitely, um, she's like, okay, I want to do a show in June. This was like in February. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, she never competed. I'm like, what do you do right now for your diet? She's like, not on diet, nothing. I'm like, okay, well, first, June is out of the picture if you want me to coach you. Like, right. I'm not going to put you soon. on stage yeah. until you're at your best. And that is, like, I will tell people no. Uh-huh. I'm not going to just put you on stage because you want to go on stage. Yeah, even whether you're paying me or not. Like- and so we develop a plan and afterwards she was like, I'm so glad we didn't jump right into prep because she was having issues like getting on. Like she's like, life keeps happening. All these trips keep coming. And then she just contacted me last week and she's like, okay, I don't think I'm going to want to compete at all this year because I have another trip coming up. So I want to pause coaching. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so I, I was like, actually let's like sit down and talk this through. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, life is going to happen. There's all never the going to be a perfect time. Like a prep is 22 weeks. Yeah. You think about uh, it sounds short when you put it in terms of weeks, but like that's like six months. Yeah. Like life is gonna happen. Life's always happening. You trip have to is make gonna a come up. Choice, like, like you want this or not. There's yeah. never gonna be a point in time where you're just sitting at home the whole time. You're gonna have yeah. to. You're gonna have to instill these habits in yourself. So it's a lifestyle. Yeah. And no matter what comes your way. Well, think how much stuff you literally turn down every week, every month, because this is more important. Yeah. To you. Well, I turn it down or. I I do it and I make it work with my plan. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Like going out to eat with friends or that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like going on out. trips, funerals. Like you gotta, like you gotta go to this stuff. You can't you just can't shut just the like world shut out. off the rest of the world. Yeah. Yes, and yes. so I told her too, I'm like, also like prep is not when the athlete is built. Yeah. The athlete is built in the off season. Big the time. good athletes. Yes. That's when your physique is built. Prep is when it's revealed. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like pausing your coaching in the off season and just like hopping back on because you want to prep. That's not the smartest decision. It's not how it works. Yeah. So the off season is much more important than a lot of people think, isn't it? I think it's more important. Yeah. And that is that is also a mindset that it I can think, be the hardest because that's when people don't necessarily like how they look all the time. And well, you have to get uncomfortable at both ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, bikini not as much as a lot of the other divisions because we don't like we do have a really good foundation of muscle 
but we don't have to get as like gnarly as the other ones. No, you don't have to get all crazy, yeah. like blown up. Well, like... and like for example, like Jen and I talk about this all the time. My coach, like we both love the wellness look, like we love it. Yeah. But I don't want to get as big as they have to get in the off season. Oh my god, it's crazy, right? Yeah, like they have to get like custom made pants. I'm sure. Yeah, their legs just get so huge. Yeah. And... Um. So like that's not something I'm comfortable doing. So like that's why I'm gonna stay in bikini. Right. Not your thing. Um. But, yeah, just, like, instilling – I don't remember how we got on this topic, but just, like, instilling those habits in yourself. Well, kind of when your clients are, like, not really following protocol, not oh, yeah. with it. But it's, like, there's – what else can you do other than tough love and just keep repeating, like, yeah. well, you got to try the meal plan. Or, well, like, another thing I do, too, I don't know if you do this, but when they first sign on, I require three months minimum. Oh. So they sign a three-month contract because – That's interesting, actually. Like – when I first was getting into it, like a client would do a month and they're like, well, I don't see progress. I'm quitting. I'm like, well, first of all, you've hit your meal plan five days out of the month. Right. Second of all, it's been a freaking month. Like yeah. I've been at this for years Yeah. Years. and I'm still not it where I want to be years. yet. You want to make a change to your physique? It might take two years. Like people don't think in the two. Or more. (laughs) Yeah, they think in like such short term and it's like fitness doesn't happen in short term. It happens over very long. We all want a quick fix. Yeah. And like those quick fixes, like I get so many. So uh, when a client comes on, they fill out like a pretty in-depth questionnaire. So I know like what their past is like. So I ask Mm. them what past diets you've tried. Yeah. And like a lot of women, like everyone, diets under the sun, Atkins, paleo, keto, they've tried them all. And I'm like, what do you think is the one thing that kept it from like sticking? And they're like, it's too restrictive. Mm -hmm. So like when you do these quick fixes, they're not sustainable. They're not long-term. And so like my whole thing is I'm – I'm not helping you build a diet. I'm helping you build a lifestyle. Yeah, this is just your ongoing life. Yeah, the word diet sustain. is so weird. Because, like, even me being on a meal plan, like you said, I don't feel restricted, really. No. I mean, now, because we're, you know, getting lower and lower. Well, and that's Next why... few weeks are going to be tough, but I'm starting yeah. to feel good, too. Yeah. But, like, that's why in the off-season, Jen and I implement macros. She yeah. still gives me a meal plan, and that's what I do with my clients, mostly, is I'll give them macros. So, if they want to have that flexibility, they can. Yeah. But I also give them a meal plan. And what I tell them is like, okay, on your training days, you keep your pre and post workout exactly how I've written them. Right. Because that is like what's fueling your workout. It it's needs to be you. around the workout. But if you food. want, you can play with your other meals. And on your rest days, you can do whatever you want with your macros. You can fill whatever you want. Right. Um, but again, if they're not comfortable with the macros, then they have the meal plan approach. But once they get into prep, it's meal plan. Meal plan. Like you have once to you're 15, 10, 15 weeks out, depending on how your body's responding, we're meal plan all the way. There's no making switches. Right. And that's what I do with Jen too. Now, when you get really close to a show, what is it tough for you? Like when you get down or do you kind of like it in a sense? So I will say like, um, like I said, I switched to Jen this past year and this past prep was like the lowest my food has ever gotten. Mm. And uh, the worst my brain fog has been but my conditioning and my physique was the best it had been right i'm in the middle where it's kind of like i'm starting to feel this um kind of detached like sometimes at work i'm a little out of it and i'm kind of like you have to detach yourself and people are like wondering why i'm like cold and so it's like yeah i'm just start but it's kind of a good feeling but i know in the next week because you know it's working yeah and you start like you know like today i was the first time because i had a couple weeks where like 
we kept lowering stuff, but like nothing was coming off. And I'm like, fuck, you know, it's kept like, well, when you're, and I notice this with clients and myself, like when you first make a really big change, your body kind of like yeah. puts it gates up and was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, yeah, because it's first job. I mean, you think about it, our body's first job is to protect us. It wants so it's going to gonna keep... like put its walls up and be like, whoa, what's happening? And then, cause our bodies are stubborn. Yeah. But right. we have to be more stubborn. And then finally, they'll call it like the whoosh effect. Yeah. Your body's like, okay, fine. I'll work with you. Yeah, because for a few weeks, I was like, fuck. And then, like you said, I had to be more stubborn and stick to it. And then I, it really goes to that trust the process thing. Because then all of a sudden, like this week, I'm like, oh, I can do this show. Like it's starting to, the yep. needle's starting to move again. Um, I'm like, thank God. You know, well, that's like, also like why it's so important for no matter if you know how to prep people or not, like mm -hmm. having to coach yourself because we cannot be objective with ourselves. Not at all. No. That's one thing I noticed too, because I've been doing fitness on my own since like 2002, you know, yeah. like, because I, you know, I was always in pro wrestling. I was always really into lifting. In fact, I was always known as like the dude, like he, you know, if you need advice, Nick's like the gym guys, but it's like. But it wasn't until I started working with actual coach, you know, and plus I was getting older. So kind of like my youthful, yeah. like I was still working out and stuff, but it wasn't quite working anymore to the level I wanted it yeah. to. And then starting working with a coach, everything changed. But like to your point earlier, it took like working with Jordan for two years. And then I started really enjoying like the changes in my body. And so it, it you have to think in like years when oh, you're yeah. talking and it's like now I feel like and I'm still not happy with where I'm at but I'm like if I can keep this up imagine two more years well like, that's something that I always say too like once you start bodybuilding like you're never like you like your physique oh, but you're never, never satisfied. satisfied you actually shouldn't be almost yeah Otherwise, and that's what you, keeps you grinding for more yeah. um, but I'm sure too you've learned so much from working with Jordan with, and so you, much. you use stuff that you've learned from Jordan with your own clients oh 100% I don't think I could be a coach if I hadn't worked yeah. with Jordan for so long so like if you ever feel like or if you ever think you're the smartest person in the room no. you're, in, you're in for a rude awakening I'm, a, I'm big on saying I don't know let's look into it yeah let's, let's like, see There's don't probably... be scared to learn mm -hmm. there's always something to learn yeah, insecure people pretend they know everything. Well, and that's you know, why, like, like, you'll see me it, in the gym. Like, I'll train myself. Jen does my programming. But sometimes I'll have Dave train me. Sometimes I'll have Dom train well, me. Dave's a wizard, too. Oh, yeah. They're both. Some, so, yeah. so Dave and Dom actually went to the same school for kinesiology. Oh, man. Yeah. They're, they're intelligent. And dudes. those are the people I'm surrounded by every day. Yeah. So, like, and sometimes if I'm having or, like, there's something happening with a client, I'll have an idea of what I'm going to do with them, but I'll, I'll spin it off. Just throw some ideas yeah. off them. Yeah, and, like, not? I can take it or not. Like, it's just because they say it doesn't mean I have to do it. Right. But, but it's good to have, like, professional yeah. peers to bounce ideas and off everybody of. has different approaches. Mm -hmm. And that's the cool thing about this industry is there's so many different ways to skin a cat. Right. That's why I think it is weird when people pretend they know everything because it's, like, actually there's so many different... And variables yeah. and ways and so many different approaches can work and everybody's body's different yeah, everybody's right. mind's different right and that's what i say too like everything in my programming like it's all customized there's Your like a few absolutes oh yeah like that's about it though only yeah. a few like obviously to lose weight like you need deficit. To gain a calorie calorie deficit yeah. <laughs> that's one thing that's true no matter what yeah. right like um but yeah every, everybody's training is different mm -hmm. everybody's uh diet is different the kinds yeah. of foods they're intaking is different the kinds of foods they can tolerate or not tolerate that's yeah. what you said everybody's different well and even if you could tolerate this food now 
you may not be able to tolerate it down because our body builds up intolerances to things. So like True. I have a client that just signed on yesterday and she's like, man, I use, I eat eggs all the time, but it's like for a while now it feels like I can't digest them. And I'm like, well, maybe we just maybe take a break from them for a while. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you're not going to be able to digest them down the road. But right now your body's just like, eh, kind of had enough. Not into them. Like, yeah. that's kind of weird. So, uh, yeah, it's just, like, being able to adapt. And that's why, too, like, when I hear that coaches have, like, 100-plus clients, I'm like, how? I have no idea how. There's no freaking way they're getting the individual attention that a client deserves. I don't think you can. There's no way they can be a good coach to that many people. No. Actually, every good coach I know talks about limiting their clients so that they can give them all good experience. Like, I'm about reaching my limit. Yeah. And I'm well, at, like, I'm at, like, 35 right now. That's a good like, thing. Like, as far as, yeah, as far as like, and that's all like, person. that's, is that in person clients? So some of them are in person. So I offer online only and then a mix of online and person. So like, if you want online and two, two training sessions a week, there's a package for that. If you that's kind of good. You make them do two sessions a week. Yeah. One is so not enough. I have so many people that want to do once a week and I'm like, I can't even really make much progress with you with once a week. So, but I do their programming outside of the times that we're training. Well, that's together. what I tell them. I'm like, you, if you want to do this, here's a lift where you're going to lift four days a week. I'm yeah. going to have you just start with something simple, upper, lower, upper, lower. Yep. I'll teach you each of the days and then you do it on your own. But it's it would yeah. be easier if you could get them totally. for more of the days. So I do have a package where it's once a week. I have one that's two times and then I have one that's three. And then also if you're an online client, I give them an a discounted rate for their in-person training. So yeah. it basically encourages them to do the online too, because I always tell people, if you're in here, you can be in here working your ass off. Meal. But if you don't have any, the stuff outside of the gym and check too, you're just spinning your wheels. The meal plan is literally everything. Meal plan, stress management, uh, just all of that. That's the thing I learned the most from having a coach with Jordan and Kimberly is meal plan. Yeah. It's everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that's how you feel. It's like, yeah. Yep. We're and, literally made out of what we eat. Well, you know and it's saying? not so it's much like, we're made out of what we eat. We're made out of what we digest. Right. Yeah, we're made out of what we digest. So again, like if you're not it. digesting well, like there's so going to be something you need to change. You probably know that really well because of the issues you went through. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. so it was right after prep. And like there were people that were like severely worried about me because I wasn't like absorbing my nutrients. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I was so small for that so long. scary. Like I was like bordering 105 pounds. Well, and you know, that's like one of the most dangerous things is being underweight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For too well, long, especially. And I was 105 pounds with muscle. Yeah. So, like, my body fat was... Low. Yeah. It's just because, not to get too graphic, but, like, everything was going through me. My body wasn't absorbing anything. Right. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I understand. Like, I mean, that's why I always tell people, like, if you try a certain protein and it does that... Yeah. I'm like, don't use that protein. Like, Well, and to put it into, like, uh, to kind of make you paint the picture like i'm like 135 right now mm. i was like 105 pounds that's scary like i was tiny because 135 is tiny yeah and i'm like so i'm just over 5 4 yeah so yeah well that's what i'm saying like that's very dangerous yeah like like people die like it <laughs> yeah. was like people were getting real concerned yeah. so i had to like pull my training back it was it was rough at first like pull my training and then back. the body started to heal yeah pull like i pulled all i was taking so many supplements too mm -hmm. like no need for all of that they're I tough had, like, on you sometimes yeah so i basically like followed the whole less is more i had someone that was helping me um she was a good friend and we basically pulled everything like we pulled my training back i was only walking for cardio you almost have to start from scratch literally we we just took everything out yeah 
kept everything out for like a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't like doing any like artificially sweetened things. I wasn't doing like like Just the only fats I all like, the unnatural stuff. The easy the easiest stuff for me to digest. So only cooked vegetables, white rice. Only meat, no protein powders, like mm. nothing with artificial sweeteners in it. Um, only doing like oils for my fats. Yeah. Just like letting my body just chill the fuck out. Well, I wonder how many people would have a positive effect if they just took a, a month or so to like do no Reset. chemical stuff. Yeah. All natural whole foods just for a little bit and see. That's a good place to start even if you don't want to be on a meal plan. Oh, right? yeah. Just like how much better your body will probably function. Well, then I slowly would add stuff back in. And like I'm still very careful. Like for with Stevia, I do all organic Stevia. Like mm-hmm. because even the Stevias you see in the stores, like yeah, I don't read know. your labels. They're blends. There's still erythritol in it. There's... Yeah, I got a little weird with some of that too where like I was using some Stevia and I felt like it was making my physique like get kind of bloaty yeah and i'm like what, why which am I one doing... were you using it was just like uh stevia in the raw or whatever well if you look at it was it like the green packet yeah if you look at it it's actually mixed with other sweeteners that's what i'm saying i'm like i feel like this is negatively impacting we're like i actually use a little bit of just like it, it's like a brown sugar seasoning so it has a little sugar in but i'm like why don't i just do a couple shakes of actual real sugar and that was making me feel fine yeah so like I'm like I can just limit my amount. So like a couple shakes of this on my chicken and rice, it gives me a little sweetness. I like it. It's not affecting my diet too bad, and I'm not getting that weird. Like when I was doing the stevia, it was yeah. like no. And like there are things to what was I gonna say? Oh, like uh, condiments and stuff. Like just be careful. Like look at your ingredients. Like all like we all go to that Walden Farms. Oh God, I haven't used those since like 2016. But like, I kind of just don't either. I'm like I don't. I, the one thing I do like is the uh, Miss Buttersworth sugar free syrup, which probably is full. Of that's stevia. like one. Okay, that's like one of my like guilty pleasures. But once I start prep, I cut it. Okay, you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably it might be a good idea to start cutting it right now. Yeah, for me. and so with like with Jen too, like at two weeks out, we cut everything. That's I might artificial. cut all sauces other than like vinegar based hot sauce that has like no calories. Oh yeah, I'll like when I go into prep, like or when I'm like coming into a show, like yeah. the only seasoning I use is salt and cinnamon. That's probably good because I you know they got to be doing something. Yeah, and I remember I was actually having this conversation with uh, Kelly, Kyle's girlfriend. Yep. We worked that all women's seminar yesterday and we were talking about just like prep and like peak week and stuff. And I remember peak week, I my mouth was so raw at the top because all I was eating was 99 ground turkey, which is like yeah. so dry. No sauces. Lightly salted rice cakes and salt. That was like all I was eating. And so like the roof of my mouth was yeah. just like so raw. It does get that way. I know what you mean. But like... I like some people were like, how can I not see your intestines right now? Because like I was just so flat. Mm-hmm. Like my stomach was just like. Is that like right before a show? Do you usually feel really flat? Uh, Like my physique as far as like muscles. Yeah. yeah. And then when you eat before the show. Oh, yeah. You fill out. Yeah. My physique is kind of like I stay pretty full, okay. especially in my upper body. But that's something I have to talk to my clients about all the time. I have a prep client right now and her metabolism is freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's it's definitely a push and pull type of thing because we do have to push her to get her legs lean enough. Yeah. But like she looks super flat. But I'm like, just remember, this is part of the process. Right. You have to get flat in order to get conditioned. Yep. And you're only prepping for that one day we're gonna have you nice and full on stage but like i think getting okay with feeling flat is probably the biggest 
Well, and a lot of people that aren't like, I don't want to say they're not educated, but they're not as familiar with the process. They take being flat as like, oh, I got smaller. But it's not. Your muscles just aren't filled up. Yeah. Some days you'll like feel really flat and it's like you just have to stick with the process. Like you'll be like, I should eat more today or something. It's like, no. There's a reason. That means it's working actually. Like. Yeah. We're depleting. Yeah. That's like even Mark, he's always like. Just remember, if you feel like shit, you're going to look good. Yeah. Like if you I don't feel, necessarily feel like you have to like, feel like I don't want to tell everyone like, oh, you're going to feel like you're dying. But yeah. I mean, there are going to be some rough days. Yeah. yeah. And it should be that way. Yeah. I kind of keep telling myself that too, like getting closer now. I'm like, you should feel hungry. You should feel tired. You should feel like. Well, hunger is a good thing. Yeah. Like take it as a privilege. Yes. It's good for you. Well, and a lot of people I think, and I used to do this too, they're like, volume eating so i would like try to fix like fit so many things in to make my like meals more voluminous oh so it would kind of like get you by like yeah but like at the end of the day like you don't want to be feeling your especially close to a show you don't want to be shoving so much in your belly that like your belly's distended so like just embrace it it's just temporary it's not you're getting enough to sustain your body Mm -hmm. yeah you're not gonna you're fine yeah that's the thing is we're all like your body is so resilient we're so used to the american like Like, don't be a diet of basically like over consumption and over comfort yeah really if you like went back to people like going through the great depression they'd be like you have you're fine what are you talking about don't be a pussy like you have plenty of food. They're like what you didn't eat? We have we didn't eat for a week. You pussy. Like, well, you know it's what just I mean? like, like what we are adapted to because we went through an off season where we were eating so much food. Like I think about what I was eating back in like 2012, and it was probably less than I'm eating at the end of prep. Right, because that was before you knew what you were doing. Right? And my body was used to it. Yeah. So it's just like it's so you're all still perception. it's a better lifestyle now. It is. It's all perception. Yeah. And it's like good for you to go through hard things. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just for I always feel like you're right. If you kind of remind yourself like. This is a privilege to go through this. And it's making me stronger. Like, yeah. Well, like if you – when you get down to feeling like shit, it also actually like makes you appreciate life. when you feel good. Yeah. When you're fueled. You're like, holy – I'm I'm freaking Wonder Woman in Hard here right now. Hard yeah. things you appreciate the easy times. Yeah. 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 And like not darkness makes you appreciate light and all that. You know yeah. I mean? And like for the longest time, I hated reversing. I hated it. Because I loved being lean. And like being lean's cool. I think it's cool. Yeah. But like you feel like crud. Yeah. And then when I put back on like my weight and I'm like I've got the reverse down. That's now. a good like, thing. That probably took a lot of years to learn. Yeah. I've gone like a lot of people that again, a lot of people that see me now, they're like, oh, you never rebound. I'm like, that's because I've paid my price already. I've mm. done it and I don't want to do it again. That's one big fear I do not want to do after the show. Yeah. Like, like I want to go out with my friends the next day and enjoy food, but I do like that Monday. I just want to get right back. On I my put on plan. weight. Don't get me wrong, but it's gradual. Yes, and that's what so I want to do. So right too. now I'm about fourteen pounds above what I typically am on stage. Okay, which is a really healthy place to be. But I've right. learned to like love my curves and learn to like how good I feel in the gym and how strong I feel. You should. And, like, yeah. Yeah. People get so like concerned with being so skinny or like. I don't know. Like well, you like said, the reality you gotta... is more people prefer you curvier. Well, yeah, especially like for women, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like the first thing to go is your butt. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's what you lose. I know. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Like I, I heard some girl in the bar like, all these fitness girls, all they do is grow their butt. And so we, I'm like, and I was looking at her like, you think that's a bad thing? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. Oh, shit. 
Yeah, grow the glutes. Yeah, she clearly was just jealous. I'm oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. When people make those comments, like, it's just from insecurity on themselves. Yeah. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I was kind of like, I feel like, yeah. Haters gonna hate. Sounds like you're just hating on these girls for yeah. getting nice big butts. Haters like, are gonna know, hate. Like... And that's what I say, too, because, like, a lot of people will stress about, like, going out to eat with people or, like, taking their Tupperware. And, and I'm like, if you... First of all, if they're the ones hating on you, they're people you don't want in your life anyways. They're right. not supportive of you. Right. And a lot of people, like, won't even make a big deal about it if you don't. So, like, if you just pull it out like it's this normal thing, like, yeah. don't say anything, don't bring attention to it, just start eating, most people won't say anything. If they right. say something that's not supportive, that's people you don't need in if your you life. You don't need there, the haters. Yeah, if you go in there and you're like, oh, this sucks, I have to eat out of a tub where I want to do it. It's yeah. like, well, then just quit doing this. Yeah, and you know, then the people like, that ask, if they're asking questions, it's probably generally because they want to know. They're like, whoa, why you're looking like this, you're doing this, should mm-hmm. I be doing like, They want to know, so like... Yeah. Like, take they it as a compliment. just get interested in what you're doing. Yeah, take it as a compliment. You probably look different than normal people. You're doing different things. Like, so people just get interested. Yeah, totally. You know, because you're, you're, you're kind of doing a really hard thing in life. People are going to be interested yeah. in it. Again, you can't control what people are going to say, yeah. but you can control the way you react to it. They're either going to look at you and get super inspired and be like, wow, I wish I could do that. Or you're going to make them feel like trying to do that. Yeah. And you're going to inspire them or they're going to do that other route of like jealousy or, or bitterness. And or I like, had that. Yeah. Like because when I first got into bodybuilding, it was it was right after college. And I had most of my college friends, a lot of my high school friends too still. But you you big found partiers. your real ones. Big so. partiers. Yeah. And my circle has changed so much. It has to. You outgrow people. Oh, you outgrow people. You, like The more you start being healthy in your life too. And I'm not just talking about fitness. I'm talking about mentally, everything. You end up having a lower tolerance for unhealthy people. And you might still love them. You might still, they're great people, but you just don't want to be around those behaviors. Well, and I still, like, I would say I still have people from that day, like, that that day and age makes me sound so old, Mm -hmm. from that, like, chapter of my life. And they still support me, but they're not people that I talk to on a daily basis. Right. And you might even, like I said, I have a lot of friends that are super unhealthy, but I still love them. Yeah. And then I have a lot of friends that are super healthy and supportive and like those are like my really good friends. Well, you those know, are like, the people that understand what you're going through. Yeah. 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 So it's it's well, all I have about- like two best friends that neither one of them is into the fitness life or what I mean they're both pretty healthy, but like they are not the type that would ever like they're supportive. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you and whatever they're doing, I'm supportive of them. Like yeah. Always kind of raising each other up. Never. And those are the people you yeah. want in your life. They don't have to be doing the same thing you're doing. But as long as they're not bringing you down. Exactly. That's what matters. It's yeah. like a supportive energy where you just have each other's back. Yep. You know? Yeah. So those are like the best friends you can get. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah. that's mm-hmm. And that's like well, what I've been wanting to build with like the community of it women. It seems too. like you're doing a good job of all that. I'm, I'm hoping so. And it seems like you're, you're growing your uh, brand and your business quite a bit. I am. So, I am. what do you what do you think your plans for like the next couple of years are? I mean, I just want to, like I said, um, as far obviously, like two with coaching, like people are gonna come and go. So, like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's forever gonna be like a push and pull with like. But I like the amount of clients that I'm at right now. So mm-hmm. probably I could take on probably another like ten or so online clients. Yep. But once I start growing past that, I mean potentially bringing someone under me. You might have to. Yeah. yeah. Um. Because again, I don't want to stunt 
my growth. I want to be able to help as many people as I can. You got to be able to scale up if you need to. Yeah. So, and like, obviously like I want to keep growing my business, but I'm also one of those people where I'm just like, I'm going to take it one day at a time. Yeah. And like if a door opens, if a door opens, I'm going to step through it. And be ready for it. Yeah. So and be ready, ready to receive ready. it. Yeah. And like, obviously, I want to keep growing in my competition. Like, that's still very near and dear to my heart, my own success. I don't mm. want to forget about that because I'm also one that will take on everybody else and put myself second. So Is I've that been tough to keep your focus when you're coaching so many people, too. We will see. This will I mean, be you're one of still my first. It, yeah, so I don't like see I'm that. very focused on that. So I mean, and it is kind of part of my brand as well. And like, it's lead by example. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but just like outside of working out, I am one to like want to take care of everyone else and put myself on the back burner. So mm. that's another thing. Like this season of my life, I'm really focusing on putting myself first and reminding myself that it's not selfish. Right. And remember the power of no saying no. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. And so I've had to get good at that and like drawing boundaries with like boundaries and the word, just no, because yeah. I have client messages on a Sunday doesn't mean I have to respond to them. Like you can wait. Yeah. And yeah. like my clients are like, we don't expect you to respond. Right. It's more pressure. You're yeah, putting yeah, I'm putting on myself. Them. Yeah. So obviously I um, like my big goal is to get my pro card, but yes, not put not too put much pressure, pressure on, on myself. Just like enjoy the journey and just then let it happen. Yeah. Keep growing my business, but also body shop too. like yeah. keep growing that as well. Um, Cause I think we have something really special there. It is. I love that gym. Yeah. So obviously I'll location number two, hopefully that'd be dope. Hopefully soon. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, that was, I think that was pretty good there. Like that cool. sounds awesome. I know you got to get going too. So yeah, back to body shop. That was <laughs> super. Yeah. You probably have a bunch of work to do. I got to train because yeah. usually Sunday's a rest day, but I worked that. Um, cause like I said, networking is such Hell a good yeah. thing. I went and worked that posing seminar yesterday. And it's so, so good to do that. I had to adopt, I had to adapt my training schedule. So you have to do that a lot. Yeah. Like today yeah. I knew you were coming. So I'm like, I'm just going to go do cardio right in the morning. So I yeah. got up early, got my cardio done, got my abs done. And now I just like get to, you know, go eat my meal, go to work, hang out with well, you. I, that's and, also something too. Like, yeah, you have to be like set in your schedule, but also like be you flexible. Have to move it sometimes. Yeah, be flexible. Especially when you're like you said, you're doing so many different things like networking. You have so many different like you're going to have to move on the fly. You guys talked about that with Body yeah. Shop too. Being able to, you know, switch stuff yep. up on the fly. So, well, Danielle, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me again. That was a great episode, and that was a lot of fun because I enjoy the same type of things you do. Yeah. Fitness and yeah, everything. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. Well, thank you for being here, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you.